Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. Yes, so today, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Andrew was scared forever to be on the podcast. He's a pro. Because, no. because he didn't know what to talk about and he wasn't very sure of himself. And then you saw him just mature over the over the, over the offseason, I felt like. Blossom, if you Thank will. you. Yeah. You admitted it the other day, too. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. So you feel more comfortable with the mic in your face now? Yes. Yes, okay, I good. can talk. Okay, I good. can say whatever, whatever needs to be said. Proud of you. Good. That's, that's what, I mean, that's what it starts with. You're a little baby, not a little baby, you're a little baby coach when I we first started, coach. when you started here. Now you're just, yeah. getting guys, Everyone's you know, go-to guy. I'm I know. Yeah. yeah, you stepped up, man. Yeah. That's, I, mean, I was proud of you. Yeah. What's the biggest thing you think you learned this offseason? Uh... I think walking in, I think once, once Simon dipped out, um, it was like this, actually let's, let's step back. I think when all the pro guys got here, uh, my first initial move was just like, oh my gosh, I get to work with pro guys. It's going to be so fun. Like treat them just like the college guys, like treat them like normal people. And like that works like they're normal people at the end of the day. But, uh, I think I was super hot and like wanted to step in and like give them every drill I've ever thought of. Or like, Ooh, this looks sick. Like, let's do this with you. Uh, and then I kind of realized that a lot of them throw 95 already and <laughs> yeah. don't have the problems that every other, you know, like college guys have or high school guys have. Um, so I think it that's like one, that's one big thing is just, I don't know, learning that, uh, you know, you don't have to go head in on, on like movement stuff on day one. Um, and kind of just, I don't know, understanding that, that piece of the game, you know, having a little bit more feel. Wait, we, talking other day. we have a gigantic lefty that throws. 102 right mm -hmm. <laughs> and i was like your number one goal is not to we're not trying to get you to throw harder yeah right we're trying to a keep your shoulder alive right and get a little shoulder inflammation coming in yeah right and then the capturing movement quality and then he but he was like why am i not throwing hard like what's going on right like what's going why aren't we focusing on this and it's like dude you're it's there like mm -hmm. stop thinking about it yeah so how did you get around that like how did you get guys like yeah you throw 100 101 like we're not chasing velocity. So mm -hmm. like we'll cut like Joe Joe Gatto. I'll blast him right now. Right. Like he was worried that he wasn't going to throw hard because mm -hmm. we didn't practice throwing hard. That wasn't right. his number one thing, right? Yeah. So how did you get that point across to guys? Yeah, I think I think the main thing was kind of just walking in and explaining to everyone, each guy individually. Like, let's say for 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 Gatto, for example, like hit, we need to develop a new pitch, or not even a new pitch, but like a, a another pitch, a better pitch, right? Right, banger is disgusting. Big twelve six banger, high rise or high carry Peter, and we needed something to go left. Right, so his main goal, or like what we did, what we thought to be the main goal, was to develop a slider slash cutter thing. Um, fig <laughs> we figured out that like the slider was actually really really effective. Uh, so from the get go, is like the your standard on ramp, um, hit the movement quality stuff that we needed to hit on your side and like on our side, and then it's went straight into pitch design, right? We didn't have to go into a Vila face. He was already throwing bullets at the end, at the end of the year. Um, so that, like, that was the goal was to develop a slider. Um, and then once we had that thing figured out, then, you know, he was like, Oh, then he started to catch on like, Oh snap, I'm not throwing 95 right now, which ultimately doesn't even matter. Like it, we have to ship guys off to spring training at, at, at an orderly fashion. We don't, we don't want to overshoot or undershoot. And if we undershoot, like, they still have time. They have spring training. They have, we had the lockout, like thing with things were a little bit weird. Right. Um, but like, I was completely aware of that, you know, I, I understood that. And, um, 
yeah, I think we hit hit the nail on the head after we kind of got that slider dialed in. We could go back and cop a little bit of a velo phase for for a short period of time, and velo jumped right back up. You know, it was it was a small change um, with the 102 mile lefty guy. Like same exact situation. He came in, and the goal on the throwing side was literally just set him up with something that he could do every day, um, not your standard like uh, medium effort day, low effort day, medium effort day, low effort day, medium right. It was it was like Okay, let's let's just build up throwing volume day after day after day. Let's keep the intensity moderate for the majority of the time. We'll have a couple uh, of recovery days sprinkled in, but there wasn't a, a super big emphasis on you have to do this drill to 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 fix this problem because there there wasn't a whole lot of like mechanical inefficiencies. And like we let you completely take over his movement stuff. And when the time came, where like that problem was solved, these other problems were solved. Then we could start sprinkling some mound plyos some other things that, that needed to be taken, take, taken care of, uh, taken care of. And then the live started to roll. Velo started taking up and you know, like he, he, like he shipped week off. By week it was like two miles per hour. Tips, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think his first slide was like two, two to three. Yeah. And like he was all upset about it. And, and, and we were completely okay with that because that's where <laughs> he needed to be. Um, and then he shipped off at 96. So this, I mean, it was a completely different vibe than last off season because a lot of our guys needed the Velo. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the yep. Gattos, the Higgins, those guys, they needed Velo to even, I don't want to say stay in baseball, but like mm. Connor Higgins was throwing 89 mile an hour nothings. Yeah. You know, and he's up to like 96, 97 yeah. right now. Like, you know, like we got him there. Now it's like, what did you work with with Connor, for example, right? It's more pitch shaping stuff and yeah. slider stuff. And like, he's another, he's another Joe, like freaking out like Velo wasn't going to be. Oh, there, yeah. Yeah. You know, and. I think that's the difference between working with like the youth guys, high school guys, college guys, and then you have that gap with the pro guys. It's mm-hmm. like some of the other, some of the pro guys have that that mentality where it's like I need to chase velo, like the high school kids. Right. 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 You know, it's almost harder for us to work with that group. I would say. I agree. Because I agree. they they think they know what they want, and it's hard to say no. Yeah. Right. When they're like getting paid to do it and they've had success, but at the same time, man, it's like. You move like shit, first of all. Right. Let's, let's address that, and then we'll go. Yeah. Right? Do you agree with that? 100%. Uh, Higgins, for example, like that's a really good example, right? What was like the main goal walking in? Okay. Uh, clean on-ramp, make sure everything's feeling good, clean up some, some inefficiency stuff. Throwing-wise, like, looked pretty good when he was going max effort, right? When it was low effort, it was like, ugh, like, it wasn't super sexy. However... We got to, what was it, probably like four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. And, you know, pitch shapes were dialed in, has a pretty good change up. Slider's like this standard slider that like gets a lot of punchies. Um, and then it was like, okay, like we can we can get back to trying to throw balls hard. And it was a weak, it was a weak change. He, he, he hopped in a one pull down session uh, after previously pulling down like 95 and then punched a 103 or 102 or whatever it was, right? And like, not not saying that was like strictly due to to us. I think it was just a matter of like, oh, hey, I get to actually try and throw balls hard now. And I think he was trying to. I, th- I think that he thought he was trying to throw balls hard before, but that wasn't the goal. And he he inherently knew that wasn't the goal, right? Um, so then, yeah, and like his last his last uh, before he shipped out, he was he, he punched like multiple ninety fives, right? So it was just a, it's a small change of like. Tr- first of all, it all comes back to trust in the process and like. Putting the putting the uh, trust in the coach, um, but that's also another good point. Like with the high school athletes, generally speaking, you probably need to chase velo. 
it, it's just kind of the name of the game, right? And you can keep it pretty simple. Like you can hit your standard on-ramp, you go through a little velo phase, and then right before you ship off to, to season, you know, you start hopping to live some, some stuff like that. But it kind of gets a little hairy with, with uh, pro guys and, and especially like big league guys. It's like, okay, what is the lowest hanging fruit for this three-month gap? And then you, you just roll from there. Yeah, look at the pro group, right, lowest hanging fruit is – Movement quality, mm-hmm. right? And then high school is probably strength, mm-hmm. right? So, but at the same time, movement quality for the pro guys also leads to keeping on the field for 162, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, we like our lowest hanging fluid is movement quality for health. Yeah. If you're healthy, more than likely, you're going to have a good chance at having a successful career, right? You know, a lot right. of guys miss time and then their playing days are cut short, yeah. you know? With the, with the high school guys, like, hey, you know, like, you're in that age group where you need to get strong, but you also need to get strong in the right way, right? All the reps in the weight room need to transfer to what we do on the mound. If we can't do that, then those reps are pointless. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so finding finding that fine line, but I think we're like you have a lot of success is like you have that strength background, so you see that, and it's mm-hmm. easier for you to relay. Yeah. Um, with the coaches, I mean, how many times did you have to intervene this off season with either a high school guy or or college guy or pro guy, where it's like Hey, like you look at their strength goes like he's missing this in the weight room. Oh, pretty actually not as often as you think, but but yes, definitely often. Yeah. More so with with the uh, the college group. Yeah. I would say um, there's been a few instances, like not not too recently, but sort of recently, like where you know I, I would mention like, hey, I think this is this is kind of where we need to. Well, mainly it comes back to like looking at what their current program is, and then seeing like, okay, does this match up with what I want to do on the throwing side? And if it does, then dope. If it doesn't, then have the conversation, and then like we can we can conversate about that. Um, but but even more so than that, I think it comes down to like I think the program itself is is generally speaking in the right phase, and it kind of matches up with like what I'm doing on the throwing side. Yeah. But it'll come down to, oh, this guy literally cannot get into thoracic extension. One, can he get there passively? Can he get there actively? If can on either of them, then how is he going to do it in the throw? And then it's kind of just assessing it after that is like, okay, well, you know, let's start hammering these things. Let's see if we can get any adaptations going see if Velo bumps, if it doesn't bump, then let's, you know, like obviously there's sometimes where you have to write stuff out for week after week after week. Um, And then, I mean, I I don't know. It's kind of the way that I've noticed it's been rolling lately. Um, But I think we've been as a strength strength staff, it's been pretty dialed in as far as like matching up. It it all makes sense on my end with what you guys are programming for, for the, the, the throwers and pitchers. So. I remember you were kind of skeptical about that when you walked in, though. I was. Don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, so, like, the main the main piece of skepticism that, that rolled in was uh, I I didn't not look ske- at, Not skeptical in a bad way. No, it no. It was, like, question, just yes. questioning, like, my own yeah. my own stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize uh, that, you know, you, you think about a high school athlete – Generally speaking, they're not strong enough. If you if 100%. you compare them to a, a pro athlete, there there's a huge gap in strength. Uh, if you look at college to pro, there's still pr- some some variation, whether that be strength, mobility, whatever the case is. Like there is that 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 drop off compared to a, a professional athlete. Um, my my skepticism came in with with basically like I didn't I didn't understand the movement quality side of things. Um, I understood it on the throwing side, and I knew that like positions had to be hit in the throw. But I also didn't. I didn't look at the way it was programmed in the way that it, that I should have looked at it. Essentially, 
Um, and then like, obviously looking at it now, especially during the pro off season, I was like, Oh snap. Like this is why this makes sense. And this is why he's getting better at hitting positions in the throw, uh, moving better on the mound, moving better in shuffle throws, whatever the case may be. Um, and it just all compounds over time. So, um, that was kind of where that, that skeptic. I like, I, I like how you challenged me though. Mm-hmm. Right. Where I was like, all right, like I like explaining like my why, like I've, this has been a 10, 11 year process for yeah. me of, building our processes and procedures and i don't like, i used to be like if somebody came to me and was like screw you like you're <laughs> arguing with me like that was like year two <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah. now it's like you're arguing like please yeah teach me that yeah. like if i can be better i'm gonna be better yeah you know and we've definitely adapted certain movement things that you enjoy mm-hmm. or certain there's certain things that you know you want to apply on the mound or whatever it may be yeah. it's just like it's an open canvas every athlete, you know, and so many people funnel those athletes under one blanket, right. you know, and like if you if you do that, if you blanket an athlete, like you're doing them a disservice, yeah, man. Like, 100%. that's where I realized, like, when I was kind of in the wrong where my ego got in the way was, you know, like that coach has a reason. Right. You know what I mean? You have a reason for everything. You're able to explain it. Mm-hmm. So for to me, it's like, hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna open my mind and see the why. If this shit doesn't work, like we tried it. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. And like it's where so many programs go wrong, dude. They do like that, you know, you tra- you pay for the training, a lot of money for the training in the group setting. Mm-hmm. Everybody does the same thing and yeah. then they wonder why they're not throwing hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you might get a group of pro guys where you're throwing hard because you're God given and natural, yeah. but you know, like there's so much pitch characteristics left behind at that point, right? So much, so many things where you could accomplish. Like we had a guy who was heavy four seam guy. Now he's throwing bowling ball two seams at ninety five miles an hour. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, you know. So knowing that pitch character, pitch characteristic Mm -hmm. because of the movement quality, is huge. And when you blanket an athlete in a in a program, everybody's doing sumo sumo deadlifts with you know banded sumo deadlifts, bench press, and pull ups. It's like, yeah, you're gonna get an a high school athlete one to two miles an hour maybe but mm-hmm. a lot of athletes are going to lose velocity mm-hmm. you know and we, we've seen that over, over time as well right you know like yeah. knock on wood we i don't think we had anybody lose below this year do we no okay good <laughs> so I've, I've been keeping an eye on that yeah no, no. So, so far so good so what happens if you see that though right like yeah. let's talk about that i mean it's we we've had guys drop or, you know, freak out. It's like, we know it's going to be there. Like we just talked about. So like yeah. what happens, like what's your first thing when you see a guy below drop? What do you do? Check, check. First of all, ask them how they're feeling. Yeah. Obviously. Right. Uh, take a look check at their the diet, past. check their sleep, check the yeah. stress levels. We talk about it all the time. Lowest hanging fruit. Like we get, we get two hours with athletes a day, three, maybe let's say three hours. Right. Unless you're still, webby, we get six. Yeah, we've got three hours worth of ping pong. <laughs> uh, but but there's a whole lot of day left where stuff can like kind of go wrong. Uh, diet can go wrong literally with like one or two bad meals. Yep. Sleep can go wrong if you go to sleep an hour late. Um, and unfortunately, they they play an unbelievable role. And then that it's the same thing. It compounds over time. Like you have you have four bad days on top of each other. Like you have to take a, a seriously serious look in in the mirror and be like, okay, like am I doing what I need to be doing to to get the results that I want. Yeah. Right. So I, it can't all go back on, on, on us, you know, as, as coaches, cause I think we, we take those things into account. Right. Um, you know, we look at, look at, uh, 
right? So so one of one of the another guy we right? look at beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? He had <laughs> he was he was he was tripping. He was tripping because he was thrown he was thrown pretty slow. Um and it was obvious, like he was thrown pretty slow. So like we we went back, we looked at like okay, like what is missing right now, right? The, both both sides of the program, nothing was really missing, right? Throwing stuff was fine. Um, lifting stuff was was money. He was doing speed stuff. It, was, it all lined up. But like what ultimately came came down to is like okay, like the amount of high intensity days, the stimulus was not high enough to kind of get back to that that like rip. Just do your thing. We went kind of we kind of went old school on him too. Like we broke down his mechanics too. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it was like, hey, actually, there's something in your mechanics that we can address. Right. You know, right. and then you build off of that too. Yeah. Like which you got, which you found. Mm-hmm. Good job. Thank you know, you. and you you guys applied it. Yeah. Right. And he the reason he made that change is because he had he shortened his arm action because right. he had an arm issue. Yes. Right. Yes. But I was like, hey, dude, you've been crushing it over here in the in the PT room yeah. and in the weight room with us. Like yeah. that is going to allow you to transfer yeah. over to the mound to be able to do what you used to do to throw a hundred again. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that's different too. Like, yeah. you know, so like Sean Doolittle, for example, right. Where he brought back that double hitch kick. Now mm-hmm. you'll, see, you'll see this, this season, yep. Sean back with the nationals. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he brought that double hitch back. The reason he got rid of that is because he didn't have his hip mobility and his knee was getting jacked up. Yeah. Right. So now two off seasons with us, he's able to bring it back and his velos pop back yeah. up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sean's a, a phenomenal example. Like, that's another thing too, is I, that's one big thing that I noticed between minor leaguers and, and, and big leaguers that I guess it's more based off of experience and time doing the thing. Um, but he, you know, he was confident in his process the, the entire way. There was never a doubt in his mind where like, Oh, like I'm only throwing 88 right now. Like, Oh man, this is horrible. Um, but, but yeah, he's, he's a good example. I think what last year I remember him telling me the hardest ball he threw indoors was like 80, Seven, seven eighty, yeah, right? And, yeah. and like everyone was going nuts about it. And then his last live, he punched a three. He punched like ninety three, four or five times, right? Or last last year, sorry to cut you up. Last lives we were having at this park, right? Remember that park? Yeah. And it was during COVID off season, it like so it's like hard to get COVID, a field, yeah. right? Yeah. Who needs high school fields or anything like that? And Sean's like 88, 89, 89, 89. I go, Sean, you ninety. He goes, I'll fucking hit 90 when I want, DJ. <laughs> I was like, that's like, the best story ever. He just yelled at me and turned around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it, it's sick. Cause it's, you know, he was, I remember he was warming up literally on this past Friday. He goes, what was that? I was like 91.7 in a warm up. And he was like, okay. He's like, okay, I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. But, but it's funny cause it, it's the same thing. Like the, the guys who don't, miss days and obviously life will roll around and, and you're going to have to miss a couple days here and there. The guys that don't miss, uh, it adds up. It adds up oh. and it shows really quick. We can talk about that now about in-season training for high school kids missing days. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? How does that screw you up? Oh man. Right. Like guys not lifting in the weight room, not doing their, like Dallin came in and talked with you on Saturday, went over pitch design stuff, like yeah. feeling his curveball, like, there's so much more we can do in yeah. season for guys than go get under a bar, throw this plyo, right? Yeah. Uh, in-season programming isn't really in-season programming. It's in-season coaching. And it's, it's uh, especially on the throwing side, like all of the remote guys that are in season right now 
have a very, very basic program. Their, their, their program has no schedule to it. It has a, it's listed as like, Hey, you pitch this day, this is what you're doing this day. And then you base it off of that. It's like a, a plus day. So if you have a bullpen this day, expect to do this, this day, continue, continue, continue. You throw your game day, you take off, you take an off day. Keep it simple. But the main goal is to like, utilize me, utilize me, talk to me, like yep, explain, exactly. explain things to me. Like, I'll explain how you're feeling. If there's things that I can sprinkle in on, on, or talk to talk to the strength coach and see what they can sprinkle in, like things like that. It's not all about just throwing plyos and and throwing baseballs really hard. Like if you're in season, you're 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 with your team and you go and compete. You you have to you have to move on. I get it. Like to trust what we did in here. Yes, exactly. And I was in the same boat four or five years ago. I I, I went to. Uh, I did the training thing. I got super obsessed with training. I went into season. I was getting rocked. I was getting shelled. My stuff was horrible, but I was so, I just wanted to throw hard. And I was like, Oh, 88. Like I, I get, I get more excited to throw 88 than to like, and, and give up a bomb than than throw 86 and punch a kid out. Like it, but it's the same, same boat. It's like, like guys it's are doing common, it now. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it completely is. But I think that also comes back to us. It's like, Shipping them off, doing the right things, and taking data out of them, like taking data away and letting them compete, which I think we did a really good job with, with the pro offseason. But, but back to that, like you're in season, utilize your coach to be a coach. Uh, generally speaking, like, you know, most pitching coaches have a decent amount of knowledge on, on how to pitch in game. Like utilize them for that. Like it's not all about just learning plows. It's not all about the perfect program. No, like. There is competing. no perfect program. There's no perfect program. Just go and compete. Utilize your coach. I mean, looking like I made that post a couple weeks ago where it says, like, if you miss – if you're training an average of just two days a week, right, mm -hmm. in season, if you miss those two days a week in season over a four-year span, that's a hundred and third-something days that you've missed of development, mm -hmm. right? So you have other guys even going one day a week, cutting that in half. They have 50 extra days. Of development on you yeah. like those extra 50 kids are gonna have a lot more 50 percent, i guess are gonna have better success yeah. than than what you're having just I mean, your talent's gonna only take you so far right right and if you they pay you year-round to give them expertise mm -hmm. they're gonna be in a better spot yeah. right but if they quit using what got them to the point where they're having success in season yep. when it matters mm -hmm then that's when you see shit hit the fan. Right. It kind of comes across to like mental performance too, like yep. for you, right? Like coming in and coaching them along. It's a huge mental aspect as well. And you give them that outside view, which is yeah. 100%. important for mental stuff. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good thing too with, uh, I think Dallin's a good example. Like he came in on Saturday. Uh, he, we, we, we knew that we had the chance to like dial in a pitch and, we kept it super simple. We threw about 40 pitches at like 50% just to get the shape dialed in and give him a couple cues and he's rolling off with it. And, you know, let's see how, how this week goes. But, um, but yeah, I think that's, that's a really big point that, that I wish people kind of understood a little bit more. I mean, there's so much to it and just getting underneath the bar and throwing a yeah. plyo ball. People yeah. don't understand that, man. It's, and that's what's like, you take a step back. Like we were talking the other day, with um, a big league, ex big league pitching coach, we sat, we stayed at the field mm -hmm. for an extra hour and talked with them. It's just like nobody truly understands what goes on in our doors, right? Mm -hmm. Like somebody said, like we heard a kid's peck or something like that, and I was like, "What, and I, Andrew? What, what does a peck do when you throw a baseball?" And he explained it. I, I explained it before, but yeah. Andrew recertified what I said, 
And he goes like, wow, it makes a lot of sense. I was like, yeah, like, like, first of all, that kid probably was doing more things than he needed to be, whatever. Didn't, first of all, I don't think he even trained with us. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So that, um, but you know, just like him not knowing, like people don't understand. It's like, it's not just a facility where you go in, I'm just like tooting our own horn here, but um, you go in, I'll get on the bar, deadlift, squat, bench, throw plyos as hard as you can and get out. It's so much more than that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's what so many people take it for granted, mm -hmm. you know, especially this time of year. I used to see, like, we didn't have very many guys stop training in season this year, thank God. But in the in the past, though, a couple of years, it's like they just don't make the time for it. Right. It might be just, like, the type of kid we're training with right now. Like, they're, yeah. they want to play at the next level. Yeah. Like, they get it. They see what the pro guys are doing year-round, you know. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's it's pretty cool to take a step back and see the, the buy-in of our high school yeah. kids right now. Like we we don't give them enough credit. They're doing yeah. an awesome, awesome job. Yeah. It's cool too to see some of the guys that live in Arizona, like in our area, but are maybe are a little too far and busy. They're on remote mm -hmm. programs even, yep. just like trying to stay yep. committed, yep. which is which is cool to see. Like that's something that's blocking. Maybe the parent can't get them here, yep. but they're still making an effort, yeah. which is which is admirable. Yeah, I mean it's way different than it used to be. You know, and yeah. guys are like, oh yeah, you get too bicky. Too, too bulky for lifting weights. Remember when baseball was like that? And then he went through the steroid era. <laughs> yep. Right? And now it's like, where are we at right now? Yeah. It's just like. Well, now over, guys want to be huge. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Over Overplaying and getting huge. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So like, oh, I can do this at 24-hour fitness or LA fitness and just do this by myself mm -hmm. with my boys, do bicep curls. Right. Like, you're missing, you're missing the whole boat yeah. here, buddy. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's. Well, and the, like, we had high school kids at Live at Bats with big leaguers last week. Yeah. Like, yeah. just opportunities like that to, like, learn and. Just meet, you know, and bounce. I don't know. That's kind of a cool thing as well. Not to like do it. No, just, it was cool to see. Yeah, like you show me another facility that does that, right? Really, it's it's cool to see, man. It's I mean, it was fun off season, like taking a back step back and looking at what we went through this off season yeah. with the lockout and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think we managed it pretty well, obviously. And guys are obviously really excited to get out of here and right. leave us. <laughs> Thank God, you know, we all needed a break too, but. You know, like just taking a step back of like how you grew as a coach. Like, look at the off season and what you did, man. It was yeah. sick, right? Like, there's so much growth for everybody. Yeah. Like, the, the coaching staffs, the throwing staff. I mean, Ashton understood baseball a little bit better. <laughs> um, or big, you know, big steps. You know, big steps for what the guys needed, and they pretty bought in. It's yeah. pretty cool to see. You got anything else on that? No, not really. It's fun off season. Reflect on, it, still, uh, reflect on it yeah you know? yeah i'm glad i'm glad guys are still like keeping me updated it makes me feel like they uh yeah. they, they they uh enjoyed their time with me so it's nice that spring trainings in our backyard also so you that can is still see fire. some of them yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll be we'll be going to some games yeah for yeah. sure we have a wedding to plan week. also oh, congrats geez. you better get rid of that sunburn before the wedding oh, <laughs> look geez. at that thing yeah, show camera on this it's thing like, you see this so high up yeah i know how'd that happen backwards oh, hat backwards just hat. rocking this thing it was brutal i was gonna say shouldn't your hat last week at two weeks ago live at bass andrew got a missile rocked right back oh at him God. and i called him a wimp or something i don't know what i said to him i said don't be a bitch or something like that yeah. and he just turned around and yelled at me i thought he was mad at me he's like he's throwing his hands up in the air acting like a little baby that's probably my most memorable moment of the offseason. I, I got a couple rockets hit right back. I don't know why I was standing behind him now. That was a horrible call. <laughs> what was your most memorable favorite thing this offseason? I'm biased. I'm biased to a couple couple guys. Favorite player. 
Favorite, I'm biased to a couple guys. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you're not. You're not kidding at all. So dead serious. <laughs> it was. It. Uh, I think one of the most memorable moments was. Uh, I think it was like Walker's third time in here. It was like it was on a Saturday, and he came in, and we we just were chatting about baseball for like an hour and a half, oh. and it was just so sick. Just just being able to learn from him, and I remember like Rhodes came in and was like we were all chatting. And it was I don't know, it was just a cool moment. Yeah. Pretty, that was that was a pretty sick one. And then honestly, the other, I, I love watching Kyle Bradish pitch, oh. uh, and I remember it was like his third live AB, or third set of live ABs, and he he just ended up punching out like nine out of like ten batters over the course of I don't know two weeks or whatever two three weeks, but it, he's yeah he's a fun guy to watch. That was I, I I don't know I just love watching him pitch. There's bullets too. So, yeah. what about you, Ashton? What was your favorite, most memorable thing this um, offseason? I don't know. There's been a lot of different things. It's been, I mean, the obvious, just me like teaching yoga and just seeing guys like bought in and asking me questions and um, just like thanking me on the way out, um, being a part of their dream. Even if I'm just a tiny part of it, it's cool to, you know, yeah. help educate and learn more about mm-hmm. that. So yeah. that was pretty cool. I think just like, I think like that pitcher's breakfast was pretty sweet. Yeah, that was like, cool. We we got that together to like talk about pitching. Yeah. And it was partially about pitching, but more so like I think that kind of built the dynamic for the off season. Yeah. And guys started like hanging out more. Yeah. Became more of a family. Like that was, I remember that was Andre's first day. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like, wow, this is what this is about. Like, this is sick. Well, I remember I was like ordering like the catering food and I'm like, yeah. who is anyone going to show up to this? Like it's early in the morning. Yeah. Like we'll see. So I just ordered like a lot <laughs> yeah. and every, everyone came. So it was cool yeah. to see guys like really wanted like to learn. Five pitchers or something. Yeah. Like that. Even hitters came. They're like, I'd like yeah. to learn like that yeah. too. So it was just cool to see guys like ready to learn and meet each other and all that stuff. Yeah, it was like so, we had like five cool. different groups of people chatting. Yeah. You know, some about baseball, some not, but like, Which is good. Yeah. that's what yeah. it's about. Like, you know, and they just like yeah. re- reflect and looking right. back. Like, I talked to Andrew the other day. It's like, damn, I kind of miss these guys already. Oh, yeah. I was in like, a slump. Hit you. Yeah. I'm still in a slump. Well, it happened so fast, too. It's like, well, they're going to be here for a while. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like, they were literally gone the next yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my yeah. gosh. But now we get to put our energy, well, even more energy into the high school side. Yeah, right. The youth cool. side, which is sweet. We to give them love now. And mm-hmm. I mean, before we were obviously too. But right, right, right. Now we're only open 12 to 8. Now we can bring it, you know. Good yeah. to go to their games and yeah. stuff too, which has been. Sweet. All right. Well, appreciate it, Andrew. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. Sure.